In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Girasi. Well, welcome to Paying It Forward. Um, It's Josephine here, and I hope everybody had a great week. I'm very excited about our show today. Uh, We're going to have a transformational show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, let's start the show off with my business tip of the week. So I did a very interesting project for myself this week. Um, I actually started to keep a log of every single action I was taking toward my business. My Glovey's business, I should say, because I feel like I'm operating many businesses besides my radio show, My Glovey's. I'm in the process of writing a book, so i got a lot going on here. But what I decided to do was focus on my Glovey's um, and keeping a list of all the tasks that I've been doing. And what I'm trying to do is decide for myself... I'm trying to distinguish those activities that are income-producing activities and those activities that are non-income-producing activities but are still necessary in order for me to run my business. And what I plan on doing is trying to outsource those activities that are non-producing. So anyway, I'll report back in a couple of weeks and let you know how my little project's going on. But I thought, you know, it was a well-worth um, process for me to go through, and it's quite interesting to see how much of my time is devoted to things that are redundant that I could actually hand over to somebody else while I work on my income-producing projects or tasks, I should say. So anyway, that is my business tip of the week. Um, before we get started with introducing our guests today, I would like to suggest, I am actually, and I very rarely do this, I take time away from my business, my family, my kids, and I actually go away and really try to focus on my business. So I am, in the next couple of weeks, attending two very big conferences. One conference is happening next week, and it is in California, and it is a boot camp done by another host of Toginet Radio. His name is Craig Duswalt, and he is running a boot camp, and it's all about, that's a long one, it's for five days, but it's really focused on helping you decide for yourself what your true passion is in life and how to create um, 
an income generating, um, let's say, I guess business, if you want to look at it that way. And um, so anyway, that is the boot camp that I'm going to. I think it's going to be an amazing experience. And the second conference that I'll be attending is one um, that a recent guest of mine, her name, oh gosh, the dog's going crazy today. Um, Okay, the name of the conference is called Gutsy, and it's a Women's Weekend Retreat 2012. It's happening October 19th through the 21st. And um, let's see, um, LaFaire. Let's see, I cannot believe her name's um, slipped in my mind, but I'll come back to that in a second. All right, well, anyway, this is going to be an incredible conference. It's Sylvia. I'm thinking Sophia, but it's Sylvia LaFaire. She was a guest on my show. She wrote an incredible book called Gutsy. And um, if you are thinking about, you know, how to speak and be heard, how to work faster and smarter in decision-making, how to communicate better in meetings, how to be daring and caring at the same time, if you would like to accomplish any of these um, goals, please come and meet me at the Gutsy Conference because I'm going to be there. All right. So with that, I cannot wait to introduce you to my guest today. My guest today is Carly, Carly Thorne. All of her information is up on the Tokinet website. I just want to give you a heads up about that. Throughout the show, you can go and read all about Carly and how you can contact her and her websites and everything. But Carly is all about transformations, transformations of the mind, body, spirit connection. She's got something very interesting that she's working on regarding paying it forward, the ripple effect, and just loves empowering and inspiring others to be the best they can be through mentoring, speaking, and producing content that portrays a message that, yes, you can. No matter what, you can do what you put your mind to. So that's what Carly is all about, and I'd like to welcome Carly to Paying It Forward today. Good morning, Carly. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, Carly. Thanks so much for getting up so early for us today. <laughs> I I always feel bad for you know my West Coast um, guests, but it's very nice of you to get up and be a part of paying it forward. Well, I appreciate it. It's always good to get up this early morning and start the day in this manner. <laughs> yeah. So, Carly, we have um, a lot to talk about today. I know that um, you are our expert in transforming lots of parts of our our lives, and I'm so interested in your story. I think you have a magnificent story. I went online. I read the whole thing, and um, it's amazing to me how an individual who had such a difficult life as a child growing up really was able to transform herself into such a a successful professional. And um, I'd love to hear a little more about your story. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up starting your company? I'm sure. I would love to. Um, But, you know, I grew up in a very affluent family um, overseas. I left the U.S. when I was five years old and didn't come back until I was 14. Um, and I say affluent for various reasons because one thing I really want people to know that a lot of people think if you have money, that's, you know, everything. That is going to solve all of your problems. 
And uh, my father was not in the army. It was uh, he was more of a CEO, uh, high level guy who what they call red dot men who basically take companies, famous companies that are going under before the public knows they hire them and have them basically flip the company back to being at its level of productivity. Oh, wow. So that's, I traveled a lot. Hmm? Um, go ahead. No, it just sounds very interesting how your dad had such a business um, background that, it, you know, I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. Yeah, he was, um, my father was a brilliant man. He was a brilliant businessman. Um, and so, yes, we traveled immensely, and I went to many, many schools, and it was, it was definitely challenging always being the new person on the block, so to speak. Um, I also, unfortunately, within the compound, so to speak, or I, as I call them, the wall, there was massive abuse of sexual, verbal, and physical abuse. And so that's why some people think, you know, you have affluence, that that basically connotates being able to get the help you may need or that those things don't happen within those walls or, or anything like that. And, you know, so th- there's a duplicity to growing up that way. I mean, the, the many things I learned from traveling as much as I did and constantly having to change schools and all that was I literally had to learn how to ebb and flow in every environment I went. I had to literally give up the ideas of, you know, being the popular person or being instantly known or recognized or whatever. So as a child, you know, you there's that, you know, there's a, a loneliness. There's always wanting to be seen in her because all children are like that. They want to be loved. Sure. They want to be nurtured. And, and they do not have that in your environment. You know, several things happen. One, you shrink. Or two, you seek outside validation. So I used to adopt families. Literally, everywhere I went, I would adopt a family. I, I'd find a new mom. I'd find a new dad. I'd find new siblings. Aww. I'd find new friends. Um, and I also learned, you know, the various cultures and, you know, how to get along with Literally anybody and literally everything, and it, it, it was it was survival on a lot, a lot of levels. And um, you, it's very interesting because you, you know, you, you do you do people go like, well, didn't you say anything to anyone? Well, of course I did. The, the problem with a lot of people that are successful and that it's an embarrassment to them. If you go share something of that magnitude, it's an embarrassment to the family. It's an embarrassment to. And so you, you actually do not necessarily get what you're needing. It's actually, in some level, the opposite. Now, I'm not, this is you know, let me prephrase this with, mm-hmm. these are my personal experiences. Not everybody has those experiences. Some people told somebody and they were, did get the help. The family maybe wasn't embarrassed. They got what they needed to fix the situation. Yeah, but you know what's so sad to me, Carly, is lots of times, even those people that are screaming out that, yes... SOS, I really need help. So many times they might go and get help and end up with the wrong person. And that is almost, I don't want to say it's worse, but it's just as bad as almost not even having help. Because what happens is the pain goes on for years and years until somebody finally realizes one way or another, an expert comes along and if somebody is lucky to have that, I mean, I always talk about 
Dr. Barbara Levy, how I, in a certain way, feel like she changed my life. And it was only because I had her as a guest on my radio show. And she helped me realize that I had post-traumatic stress because my first husband had passed away at a, and I was a very young at the time. And it's just amazing when you go through this, how so often people want to go and they want to get help. But it's seeking out the right help. And when somebody is really young, if you don't have your parents to turn to, to say, please get me the help, especially if they may have been the ones incurring the pain, I mean, I can understand why it would cause a lonely existence. But you are a true survivor, and we're going to come up on a quick break here. But, Carly, I can't wait to hear more of your story because I'm just so impressed with all of your credentials and the real person that you've become. So we'll be back shortly with Carly Thorne. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Tugginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Carly Alyssa Thorne with us. So, Carly, you were in you were in the process of telling us your story when you were younger. So, um, I know you had your aha moment and a turning point. So, tell us how you got there. Well, it was interesting. The turning points are always anyway. 
let me let me back up for a second. So when you say ahas, not everybody has an aha moment. I, I connotate that with, for example, like an alcoholic. Someone really needs to bottom out so badly before they literally do something that's drastic or makes the choice to have a change of some kind. Because bottom line, you, you, like you were talking about earlier, having that magical person show up or even it may be the right person that shows up, you can have everybody show up at your doorstep. And if you're not really willing and ready, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. One of the things I do have an issue with, like you were talking about, the right person with the industry is traditional psychotherapy, in mm-hmm. my opinion, it's really difficult for people, and I don't necessarily it is the solution because you go someplace, you speak for an hour, and in essence, Pandora's box is opened, and you're and you have all these feelings and all this stuff going on. And it's like, okay, bye, your hour is up. Uh, Carly, ways, I'm I'm laughing here because I have to tell you, when I was going through the traditional therapy, uh-huh. I my husband, I just buried my husband, and I can remember sitting in this therapist's office. And it was a 45-minute session, and my heart would start racing faster 15 minutes before, you know, the bell would ring. And I finally had to say to her, you know what, you got to give me a 10-minute warning, almost like we give the kids a five-minute warning. I'm like, you got to give me some kind of warning. And you're so right. For me personally, that is not what had worked for me. Sometimes you have to go the non-traditional route. So you bring up a really good point there. I agree with you. And, and that's why I brought it up. Because when you said aha moment, I wanted to really uh, make sure that that was also addressed. Um, and it wasn't in literally until I found, I walked into this one counselor's office and I saw crystals everywhere. And I'm going, oh my God, okay. I finally found someone I know I can talk to about anything because I had always been a very deeply spiritual child on many levels. And I, I, and whether people believe in energy or angels or God or whatever their particular dogma or philosophies are, I'd always had very unique things happen to me. And I know that's part of what um, kept my spirit alive, if you will. So Mm -hmm. when I saw these crystals on everywhere, I knew it was in a different place. Um, Anyway, so I, I started, you know, studying massively, uh, the mind-body-spirit connection. I went and studied massively all Western medicines because I wanted to know what was happening to my body, and, you know, especially because I was also not just having gone through all the abuse, but I was also a very medically sick child. And as of 2012, I've had 26 surgeries. So, wow. you know, it was a combination of, okay, I need, really wanted to know what was going on, and then I massively studied all these different arts and Eastern philosophies and energy healing and herbs. And, and so, you know, it really is a combination of things, and... I really do find that the mind-body-spirit connection is, is quite vast in terms of having studied phantom limbs and, um, you know, people that had arms blown off and, and you know, w- veterans from wars and stuff like that. And when you lose body parts, the actual energetic blueprint, if you will, is still there. And so when people will tell you that certain pains are in your mind, and I'm going, well, you know, I don't know if I really believe that because I actually, even though I don't have ovaries anymore, I can actually, if I'm around females that are menstruating, I can feel my ovaries like literally almost hanging in a way. It's a very oh fascinating, yeah, it's a very fascinating thing. I'll start to get crampy and all these things where I'm going, you know, and people actually try and tell you that you're crazy or that you, that, you know, you're this or that. And I'm going, you know, I don't really know. I've heard all these stories. I've read all these books of people having these similar you know, feelings. And here I am going through all these different things. And I'm actually experiencing some of that. I really found that studying all those different philosophies and um, really getting in touch with what your body was feeling was really helpful because, again, talking to people isn't necessarily 
great for some people. For some people, it is a Pandora's box, and especially, like, you know, you said, you know, having had post-traumatic stress disorder, which I pretty much have had my entire life to a very extreme degree, and I still do. And the, the difference is that I now know the triggers. I now know, okay, if I'm in certain environments, I'm going to be a little more hypersensitive and take the time or provide the tools that I need so that I'm, I'm acutely aware that certain things may set me off more than others. And, okay, how do you how do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? Because living in a bubble and never being able to leave your house mm-hmm. is not a way to live. No, um, so, I so what, feel yeah. like you have truly, truly turned inward and you've educated yourself and it's almost as if you've paved your own life to really, and that's where the transformation comes, that you got yourself away from that horrible past that you had and you've just completely changed yourself into a truly productive person. So tell us more about the path you took to get there, Carly. So that path, like I said, was literally adopting people, adopting new mm-hmm. parents, adopting a new family. Um, and, and that's one. That's a really big piece, too. You have to be willing, and this is a huge one. This goes back to the bonding me out factor. You have to be so sick and tired and so sick and tired and be willing to give up everything because if you're not, that is something that will literally stop you in your tracks. I mean, mm-hmm. I literally had to be willing on, on level to give up friends, um, family members, and all sorts of people. That was really, really hard because all bottom line, whether you have issues with your family or not, there's always going to be a piece of you that wants that recognition or love from your family because that's a natural thing. If your mother gave birth to you, you know, or your father, you know, people or children, even adults, still want the approval or seeking the love and approval of family members. And at mm-hmm. some point, if you're not willing to let that go and be okay with, um, let's let's say just having two completely different opinions, you'll never move forward. And the other huge piece that I found in, in talking to clients is a lot of people will tell me, well, you're asking me to forgive what? Now, first of all, I'm not asking people to forgive the actual act because if someone kills somebody or rapes someone, the actual act is in a way an unforgivable act. But you, but you do have to forgive yourself and the person who committed the act. Because if you can't do that, you'll never move forward. So it's not necessarily yeah. forgiving the actual action if someone hit you or raped you or, you know, in, in, I use the extreme of someone killing someone. But that mm-hmm. physical component, that physical act, I do believe there is a right and wrong to some degrees. I mean, a lot of people do not because, you know, there's just, you know, there's a whole other book, you know, in terms of philosophies on right and wrong and, you know, who's to say what's right and wrong and all that. However... Mm-hmm. You do have to be willing to forgive yourself and the other person because if you can't do that, you cannot go forward because there's always going to be a component of anger and guilt and shame and all these things that really will eat away at you. So that when yeah. you say aha moment. That's so that's interesting, Carly, that you should bring that up because I just recently finished the book. It was on the New York Times bestseller. And um, it was the book, A Stolen Life by J.C. Dugard. And it was very interesting what a horrendous act this man did. She's the girl who, at the age of 11, was kidnapped. And she it was in California where he had set up tents and she lived in a tent for almost 18 years. He raped her. She had two children with him, this whole thing. It was just amazing to me. She was a young girl, maybe 29 years old, 30 years old when she was writing the book. And she just said she refused 
not to forgive him because she wanted to move forward with her life. Of course, she was still angry and everything at him. But the whole concept of holding on to all of that negativity, she refused. She was now free and she wanted to cleanse herself and start her life over. And she felt the only way she could do that is on a certain level, if she could put that behind her. And I almost want to say, you know, I'm almost positive in the book she said she forgave him. I don't think her mother did, but she did. Yeah, and that's a very fascinating piece. It's very, very true. I went through something um, quite similar um, with my mother about a particular instant when my husband passed away, and, and she blamed me for everything under the sun, and, and she wasn't you know, willing to forgive you know, that specific things that happened, and I had to let go of, of her approval and or need you know, in, in that particular situation, which was really, really um, quite intense. Um, I had a very, very abusive husband, and he literally would have killed me, and you know, so when my husband did commit suicide and everyone looked at me like it was all my fault, it was a really fascinating where I had to let go on such a deep level because I was like, okay, so it would have been okay if I died, but it's not okay that he died. And I'm a bad right. person because I went and got help that I needed to, to literally be alive and standing here today. So you really, really have to be willing to let go of the judgment. And mm-hmm. here's the other big thing, too, is a lot of people are afraid to share their story. I don't use my story to put a stamp or label on my head saying, ooh, I'm a victim, ooh, I'm mm-hmm. a survivor. I use mm-hmm. my story to empower others to know, look, if I can go through 26 surgeries and I can go through the hell I went through and I'm still standing, and, hey, it wasn't, I was on Social Security Disability. I, I was a master of Western drugs at some point. I did have to go through some really dark, serious, and I was hospitalized, I mean, because that's how bad things were. And if you're not willing to share that darkness with people and to let go of the judgment and, um, you know, all these things, what people may think of you because of what you went through, you'll never have a life because you, you can't, you, you have to be authentic with people. You have to be real. It still doesn't make me the stamped label, you know, when you stand up and go, well, I'm the drug addict or I'm this or I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm the, you have to let go of those labels. Those labels do not serve you. And yeah. it's just repeating an energetic pattern. It's just to draw more to you of that which you do not want. Focus on what it is that you do want. Focus on, you know, being the person, the energetics of that person that you want others to draw to you, whether, whether it be paying it forward, whether it be someone that's extremely loving and empowering and inspiring. If you go around being this negative milly-willy of like everything, you know, sucks and, you know, this person's bad and the world is bad and, you know, the universe will show you exactly what it is that you believe. If I believe the world sucks, literally, that everywhere I look, that's all I'm going to see. Yeah. Not that there isn't bad. Not, there is, I, not that there isn't bad in the world. I so agree with you, Carly. And it's so important that you have your positive energy within yourself. And like you said, it's all about you sharing your story to help other people, to empower them, to just, you're, you don't want, you know, a medal on your shoulder. You just want other people to say, listen, if you're feeling down and out right now, please believe me, I've been there too. And look what I did. If I created a new life for myself, you can too. And that's why I think you're such an inspiration. And that's why I think you are a perfect example of paying it forward. But here we are halfway through our show. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back with Carly Thorne. Thanks, everyone. 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak. 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Carly Alyssa Thorne with us today. And um, Carly, so tell us a little bit more about how you um, started your business. Well, that was kind of a, a really cool thing. I've always, because of all the stuff I went through, I, even in the darkest of times, I was always helping other people. And I think that's mm-hmm. another way of me feeling good about myself. I was always, I, mean, I remember my mother telling me stories about giving quarters away. So it was a, a natural thing for me to kind of be the caretaker and wanting to help and uh, caretake, if you will, other people. And I've always loved media and I'd been on stage and singing, you know, literally when I was in sixth grade, I, you know, would do West Side Story and Showboat and all that other thing. So I've always had a love for, you know, theater and acting and singing. And that love accumulated with um, all the, the wellness and the healing and um, working with other people. And that kind of organically led into me having several centers. Um, so I've always had kind of like a boutique wellness center, which was really mind, body, spirit. We addressed everything from wellness to fitness to business and in really communication and acting because all those things are, are, are really a huge component because you get into all these uh, things of yourself uh, mm-hmm. and that's part of the whole transformational piece. 
And so how did it involved. work, Carly? How did it work? If somebody, you had a location, right? Somebody would come mm -hmm. in, and how was it segregated? Like, did you have speakers well, come in? It, how did that all work out? Well, it was actually quite fascinating. I, I, one of my wellness centers back east that I had was Lily at Boutique Center, and it really was in my, and I used to have people that were high-level CEOs to moms, all sorts of people. And so it was one of two ways. Either they came to me or I literally asked, or hired to be a consultant on a company or for them. So it was a tool. You know, some people actually came to me, and sometimes I went to them. And we really would okay. map out a plan of, of I had a very, it's kind of a blueprint that I've created, a questionnaire that I have that really gets into all aspects of their life so we can find out where things are going on and then pick three things that they really want to focus on. And I, I, I use the word outcomes. I do not like the word goals for several reasons. One is if you have a goal, you become so monofocused on that goal that you really lose the peripheral vision of all the opportunities and or people and things that will actually help you towards that outcome. But you're so monofocused on that goal, you do not see any of the outside peripheral. So I really like the word outcome. So what are your outcomes? Well, when people start figuring out what their outcomes are, we can start tailoring things to, to have, you know, a successful outcome. And the reason why I always... My, my taglines are always mind, body, business, and spirit is because here's the thing. If I'm a really highly spiritual person, all the meditation and eating well and all those other things are great. But if I'm not working on things for, you know, nourishing my mind or nourishing other aspects of my life, you're going to be out of balance. No different than mm -hmm. if I'm a strictly drivenly, massively driven business person and I do nothing for my spirit or my body, I'm going to be out of balance. So by literally focusing on all of them, you're going to find some sort of balance. Now, there's extremes to this. Obviously, an athlete is not in balance. Their life is 95% training and their, you know, their craft. And so people have to understand that, too. I mean, there are people that are massively successful that are really out of balance. And there's reasons for that. So if you're an athlete, your life could be very different than if you're just a professional. And even if you're in their profession and you're, you know, for example, what actors or actors go through. That's a very off-balanced life. I mean, it's, so you have to kind of take and choose your battles and to what degree of success you want and what sacrifices are you willing to do to get that because depending on what level you want to achieve, there are going to be things that are out of balance. However, right. if you do get into those bits and pieces of mind, body, business, and spirit and you choose and pick your, you know, if you do, you have to pick and choose your battles. Nothing is, is perfect. And so you have to kind of really come to terms with, what are your outcomes? And once you have what your specific outcomes are, start really getting real as to what results that you want and then start picking and choosing what aspects of, you know, the pieces you want to work on. And then it's just tailoring something specifically to you because everyone's got different needs. Everyone's an individual. So I map things out particularly to that individual. Some people so learn Carly, by hearing. Some people learn by doing. My question to you is when a client comes to you, is the outcome something that they know, or is it something that you actually help them see? Like, I, I don't know, I could kind of envision some people thinking that their life is off balance when actually it might not be, and you picking and, you know, opening up their eyes to other things. I don't know. It kind of just fascinates me, this whole concept of being in balance and out of balance and how does one try to get themselves into balance? Yeah, it's quite fascinating. I mean, generally, it always, as an outsider, you're going to see things an insider doesn't see. So mm -hmm. it literally is also, 
one of the things I always ask my clients, every person, even myself on a daily basis, is are you willing, are you willing to play? Because, and are you willing to take feedback? Because bottom line, all feedback to me is good feedback because through that feedback, I am given the choice to choose to change something or not. And mm-hmm. so I always ask everybody that question, are you open to playing and are you open to feedback? They have to be willing to play. I can't, I can't create for them. I can co-create with them. I can collaborate with them, but I cannot do it for them. So I have to know that they have a willingness, A, to work with me, and two, they have the willingness to want to change because it is through the actual change that things arrive. So, yeah, there are things that I'm going to pick up or see that they may not. And, again, it, their, their program or their success is really you know, ultimately up to them I'm just like the guidepost. I, I can give them a map. I can say, okay, here are the things that I see that are out of balance. And mm-hmm. if we do this and if we do that and if we do this, these are the things that will actually help you get in balance. And then ultimately they have to be going to, I'm all about things being fun and easy and not massively time-consuming and expensive. Because bottom line, if, if it is difficult, if it is time-consuming and it's complicated, they're not going to do it. So, yeah, I, I totally so, agree with you yeah. there, and I love the idea that you kind of guide them along the way, but they are adding an awful lot to it. So I can see it's a combined effort, and, you know, quite honestly, I bet there's a lot of people that just kind of thought that they were in balance, but they're not, and now they can hone in on the area of their life that probably needs just a little bit of attention and I'm sure once they do get in balance they probably turn to you and say Carly my god what was I missing out on I feel so wonderful after they go through your whole process yeah it's pretty I I mean I've gotten some pretty amazing like literally two and three page testimonies and and the other side to my business though is too because of the level of people I deal with I've got I mean seriously you, you can share, but you can't share. Like a lot of my customers and people, they have their names or the city, but they won't. Because, again, a lot of people still, the type of level they're playing at, you know, they don't go around telling everybody, ooh, you know, I, I talk to so-and-so or I'm sending counselor or I'm doing that. So a lot of people still, we have to understand, it is they want to keep certain things close to their vest. They don't go share their successes. A lot of people want to know that their successes came, you know, through them. And getting help is, for some people, a weak thing. And for some people, it's a great thing. And the bottom line, I mean, you have to let people have their privacy. And um, no one wants to. It's kind of like a duplicity, though. Like, for me, I lay all my cards on the table. I'm not afraid to go, hey, I've done this, I've done that, and let the cards fall where they may. Um, And at different levels of, of business, you'll find that that isn't so necessarily true. And I find that really sad, though, on some level, because bottom line is, People talk about, let's say, about presidents. Why would I want a president who's never had any issues, who's never had maybe, and I'm not saying a drug addict, but maybe they've tried drugs, or maybe they've had this happen or that happen. It's like a priest trying to teach about, um, and I, I use priest, sorry, I'm not, I, I love all religions and all theologies. My point is, if, if why would I go to someone who, and I just use examples of the priest because a lot of times in some of the, you know, uh, theology, they can't get married and can't have children. Not all. So my point is, why mm-hmm. would I go to someone and ask about marriage counseling and or children counseling when that person's never been through that? So to me, the warriors have been through the most and are still standing are people that I want to I wanna know about. Um, people that have gone bankrupt, bankrupt, who had nothing, have had everything, have had all sorts of things because they are coming from experience versus mm-hmm. just an education. 
And I'm not putting down education. Education is a beautiful thing. However, to me, it's not just education. It's living it. It's actually, you know, having the tools because you've been through the war, so to speak, or you've been through, you've used tools. It's not just a college degree. And so, and I, and I, and I did, uh, I did all sorts of, you know, courses and certifications and colleges, you know, all that stuff. However, I really found that being in the trenches hands-on was mm-hmm. so much more impactful because you learn in a very different way. Oh, absolutely. And talking about being in the trenches and being right amongst everything, you have a big, big project you're working on now. It's called Paying It Forward, the Ripple Effect Documentary. I don't want to run out of time without talking about that, Carly. So is it okay if we just switch gears a little and talk about that? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm really passionate about paying it forward. I had the honor, like I said, I've been massively in production forever and ever and ever, and I had the honor of interviewing Charlie Johnson from the Pay It Forward Experience.org for like two hours. Yeah, and he's such a nice forward. guy. Isn't he, Carly? He, he came on our radio show, and we did a special two-hour show for Pay It Forward Day this year, and Charlie came on and talked about all the great stuff that they're doing over at the foundation. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, so, and like I said, because I all the stuff I went through growing up, and I was always even giving out quarters then, I pay it forward since I talked to him, it's like everywhere. And, you know, people have approached him, I guess several people said to him, hey, we'll do this, hey, we'll do that. And I guess people haven't followed through. And I actually have, so we've kind of formed, a, you know, sort of an alliance, so to speak. Um, I just find there's so many amazing pay-it-forward things going on out there. Literally, there's a pay-it-forward farm in, in Florida where this lady takes in mom, single moms and helps them, you know, create a life. And there's a say-it-forward. There's people that created these cars that two, two um, young adults, and they're, I think, like 18 and 21, and they created these cards called say-it-forward. And, and there's this organization, and, there, and there's survivors pay-it-forward. And there's Nobody knows about each other. I mean, seriously. So I yeah, got really it's so clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that there was paying it for radio. And then there's Kathy Bacon who has a pay it for radio show. So I mean, it's like, but nobody knows about each other. So I'm like, okay. So I started putting out some feelers, started interviewing people of all walks of life. And, and so basically what we're doing is, um, there's several things. One is, we really want to get back in the schools. Um, there's some pay-it-forward clubs that have formed, and literally high schools. There's um, Moore Park uh, High School in California. They formed a pay-it-forward club. Well, I need to cut you off here for a second, but we're going to take a quick break, and I can't wait to hear more about how we can get pay-it-forward into the schools when we come right back. We'll be right back, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. 
From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on Toginet.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on Togginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So we have Carly Thorne on the line with us. And Carly, so before break, you were talking about the whole concept of paying it forward and how we can get it into our schools. So can you just continue with that thought? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charlie Johnson has gone into a lot of schools and spoken to a lot of kids. Um, part of, you know, when I'm working on the documentaries, I've gotten the, the opportunity of interviewing some of the kids from the schools, the past presidents of the club. So basically right now it's we've put out that we're looking for stories. We're doing two book series, and we want stories that are really written by children so kids are, you know, writing again and reading again and them writing their pay-it-forward stories. And those schools that are – actually, I have a whole group of girls coming over this Friday from uh, Thousand Oaks and Moore Park, and we're going to actually be discussing on what we can do in the schools. Um, and we're going to literally see about creating an assembly, another assembly. But anyways – it's really amazing for the school. It's like instead of a music club, it's a pay it for a club. And these, these, these kids, they literally put together a program where they have – everyone's different, but one particular club, they've actually created like a, a random acts of kindness day. Um, and they also have the bracelets and giving them out to their friends and all that stuff. And just to address the bracelets because the kids love them so much, it's pretty cool. Um, we partnered with this company called The Newton Project, who's also partners with the Pay It Forward Experience. And – they develop these bracelets that have tracking numbers in them. And so it's really cool. So when a kid wears a bracelet and let's say they pass it on to their friend, and the bracelet mm-hmm. lilies, it's, it's a $5 item. It's not something that's expensive. Sure. Um, anyways, they actually go online and they register the bracelet. And then let's say that person takes off and gives it to somebody else. They then go online and register the bracelet. And they can actually track on a global map where their bracelet goes. That so is it, so, it's a, so cool. But, Carly, why don't you tell my listeners how they can go get a bracelet? I mean, for $5, oh. that's their gesture of paying it forward. It's even like a cute little add-on gift if you're buying gifts for, you know, elementary school kids. You know, I'm sure they would get a kick out of having that inserted in a birthday card. Yeah, it's actually really cool. It's a fun. It's a fundraiser. Um, the proceeds, not some of it, goes to the actual documentary itself, and then uh, 
there's more percentages that go to the Payport Experience Foundation and to the Newton Project because they're both 501Cs. They can just go to uh, paying it forward, the rippleeffect.com, and there's literally a button right on that blog that says, you know, you know, it has an, an image of the bracelet, and just click on it. It takes them right to the Newton Project landing page, and they can purchase them. And they'll send them out on your behalf as a gift if you want, or you can just purchase them yourself, and then you can hand them out. Um, and the kids love them because, it, like I said, it, it's a fundraising thing, too. You've also done it for other people, for them to actually get the bracelets as a fundraiser for their charity. Yes. Um, so it's pretty cool. And it just says, they're just a simple bracelet, a very, very light gray bracelet that says pay it forward on there. And on the other side, it has the uh, Newton Project um, on there as well. But yeah, it's a great, great thing, and it's a tangible thing, and it's it's something fun. Kids love these bracelets. I, I mean, I wear I wear lots of them, and I'm always giving them out. Oh, that's so, so funny. That's a great idea. But so, tell me one other thing. So, how does somebody submit their story if they want to do the Pay It Forward story? Is it right on the website? Is it easy, yes. Carly? Oh, it's really okay. easy. Um, if you go to the website, there's a zillion buttons right on the top there, and it'll actually say um, pay it for documentary. If you click on that, it'll tell you everything about the documentary. There's actually clips. There's interviews. There's this. There's that. Um, and then there's a button on there that also says pay it for story. So, yeah, you can just you can also just email us at paying it for the ripple effect uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, we're looking for stories for, um, book series. We're looking for stories for people that are, they're really powerful stories that we can interview them, especially, uh, all over California. And we will be traveling to other places as well. We've already been to Florida. We've been to Vegas. Um, we have some other trips coming up to Hawaii and Bali and Africa and China. Wow. And so it isn't just, this isn't just a local in the United States thing. Um, there are, by the way, if people want to pay it forward experience at org website, there are pay it forward clubs everywhere, like literally everywhere. China, um, Sao Paulo, Brazil, London, uh, they're popping up all over the place. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's such a good feeling to be a part of all of this good, the goodness of other people. It truly, truly is. But I hate to say this, we're um, running out of time on our show here. Are there any other thoughts before we move into your great um, business tips, Carly? Is there anything else you want our listeners to know? The, the biggest thing, the one tip I want to leave with is I get people tell me all the time, I'm one person, I can't change the world. And that I can impress on anything with one powerful statement would be this. If you focus on your immediate circle, if I treat you, for example, with love and compassion and what have you, then I put a smile on your face, and then you work on your immediate circle. It's called the ripple effect. So basically, stop worrying about, I can't impact the world. I'm one person. I may not have enough money. I can't do this. I can't do that. And let go of all that and, and literally start working on your immediate circle. Work on how you treat your coworkers. Work on how you treat your bank teller. Work on how you treat your, your, your lover, your spouse, your children. And if you start working on that immediate circle and you start impacting that circle, then that circle continues to ripple out. And so it really makes a huge difference. I, a really simple, quick example was I was at Staples, right, when kids were going back to school. Uh-huh. There was a brand-new lady who was tra- in training, by the way. And seriously, oh, this woman was super, super, super <laughs> sweet. But And Staples was beyond insane because everyone's going back to school. And I can't I even imagine that, Carly, somebody training oh, during that busy time. Oh, my God, it was crazy. And so I looked at her, and um, my um, 
one of my partners was there, one of my business partners, and I really took off my paying it for a bracelet. And I, I, I go, you know what? You deserve this. And the <laughs> smile on her face, from, you know, literally from, you know, it was so, I mean, she literally started laughing out loud and she was like, literally enjoy. She was like, oh my God, thank you so and it was just that something that simple. I mean, that's what I'm talking People don't get it. And so I impacted her day. So when she's now the next person line, she's going to be a very different person. And so when people tell me I can't do this or I can't do that, it's like start with one thing. Start with your immediate circle. Ripple effect is an amazing, you know powerful you- thing. You are so right, Carly, because I'll tell you from my experience with having three young kids, I just know for myself, when I am in a good mood, it trickles down to the kids and there's everything's nice and calm. Everybody's like, oh, have a great day today at school. The kids are hugging, hugging and kissing me goodbye and everything. But if I wake up exhausted or I've been up all night working, Things could get a little hairy if I don't keep it together. And I have to remind myself all the time. I'm like, hold it together. They're going to be on that school bus before you know it. Because if I send off those negative tones, it goes right down to them. So you're so right. It's day-to-day living is so important to give off all that positive energy. And you can start right in your circle. So I think that's a great point. So, all right, with that, we'll move along, Carly, to the five great business tips that you've come up with. Okay, your first business tip is to be authentic. Tell us a little bit about that. I know we talked about it earlier, but you yeah, want to add you have to be. Yeah, you have to be willing to be real. You have to be willing to share your demons. Because um, bottom line is, and here's, you know, when people are successful, people are going to want to dig dirt. They seriously will dig dirt up on you. So why not just share the truth? And, mm-hmm. and some of it may be great and some of it may not be great. The more real you are, the more authentic you are, that is your news. So why, why create and not telling the truth for people to go dig stuff up on you? Why not just go, hey, I mean, all news is good news, bottom line, the way I look at it, honestly. And, if, yeah. and, and the people that choose to look at your news, whether, you know, and their mind might be negative or positive, that, that, that's their issue, not my issue. Well, you know what, Colin, you know. that's what makes you real and that's what makes you interesting. And people that go on your website and read your story like I did, they feel connected to you without even having met you in person or met you, you know, over the phone. And that's got a lot to do with the reason why people want to get to know you more because you are authentic. So I think that's great. So number two, you said be willing to share of yourself, even your flaws, your own mistakes, um, which kind of goes into what, you know, you more or less said, again, with be authentic. So those were, you know, two tips combined in one. Well, oh, actually, no, you actually one, had that. Yeah, you, you, you know, did have that as one. Okay. So the other ad piece that's really important is being mm-hmm. willing to hold yourself accountable. It's not just being authentic. Are you holding yourself accountable? If you can't own up not just to the mistakes, but then actually, I know so many people that screwed up and are sweeping under the carpet. That's not being accountable. You have to be willing to go, okay, I screwed up and I cleaned up my mess. So there are two different things. One is being authentic. The other is owning your mistakes and your stuff. Yeah, great point. Great point. 
So, all right, we'll move on to the next tip. Ask for feedback. Be open to all positions. And I agree with you here, Kali. It's so important. If you want to become a better person, no matter what you're doing, if you're working for a foundation, if you're owning your own business, it's so important to listen to feedback and um, to be open to better yourself. So that's important. Um, Your next tip is actively listen to others, then ask questions about them. Do you want to say a little bit about that? Well, that's really, really important. I mean, I know I just talked over you, which is not, that, that is not something that's a really good thing. I just wanted to make, I really want to make that distinction between accountability and authenticity. However, you have to be able to know when to shut up, like literally. <laughs> I mean, there are times that you may be wanting to talk. Your brain's ready, um, like I just did a minute ago. Which was not a no. Carly, like it's very hard on the radio. We can't see each other, so don't don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> well, it, so where I was going with that is that you have to know when to shut up, and I and I'm very being really firm on that because if we're not actively listening, if I am while I'm talking to you already formulating my next question to you, I'm not listening. I'm then going already on my a zillion reasons with what I want to reply with. And it is different when you bring interviewed, and it is different when you're on the radio shows and all that other stuff. However, it is so important to literally be in really full-on listening mode. So that yes. you can, because when you're in that state, you can receive information that will be helpful for them. No, you're so right, and I'm afraid we're all probably guilty of it at one time or another. But with only 30 seconds left, I'm going to read the last two tips. It's go above and beyond to inspire, empower, and give to others, which truly, Carly, that's exactly what you do. Um, Also, the last tip is provide massive value to others. That is an incredible way of how people will truly want to get to know you and follow you. Well, with that, I want to give a big, big thank you to Carly Thorne for being a part of Paying It Forward. And to everyone, have a great productive week, and I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,